This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's Erica. Radio at gmail.com and anthony it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at super vegan brian at nerdcaster mike at Kersey smurf erica and of course at nerdcast radio thanks for listening everyone enjoy the show morning and welcome to nerd podcast radio i'm your host this morning super vegan brian and i'm joined today by hindu anthony what's up buttercup and our very special returning guest odin the all father maker of all things well hello yes i i don't know why we haven't called you that before because you really are the maker of all things (laughs) um thank you very much uh i could counter it i i didn't make my bed (laughs) <laughs> I didn't make mine either this morning. Oh, <laughs> you're so clever. <laughs> um, Odin, can you give a quick intro of yourself for the people who've never heard of you before, who haven't been on our uh, watched, listened to our show and heard you on here? There are people like that. Hello. <laughs> Hello, I'm Odin, and I have a YouTube channel where I show how do a how-to on making props. So it's kind of like a cooking show, but making props for cosplay and independent films. And um, good enough, or do you want to? <laughs> no, no, no. You. Uh, it sounded pre-recorded. <laughs> oh, um, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> well, it's just, not. I, I, just, I just went into performing voice. You know, <laughs> you try not to talk like the trailer guy, but sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, I get that reference. <laughs> In things- a world where Odin builds stuff in a world where things aren't made there's one man make to <laughs> there's okay. one man who oh, makes sure make that things thing. are made <laughs> all right we're off the rails <laughs> and like, that's our show thank you everybody for tuning in see you next week we're never not off the rails like this is pretty pretty standard for us so Odin, we are here this morning to talk about all the stuff you've made that we haven't talked about yet but right. first, but first, but first, but first, but first, <laughs> but first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game. What's nerdy with you and what's nerdy with you. Each of us share the nerdiest thing we did this week. And at the end, we all vote on who did the nerdiest thing. Odin, yes. because you are our guest, you get to go first. What was nerdy with you this week? What was nerdy with me this week? It's funny. I didn't pre-plan this very much, although I didn't. I knew it was coming up. Um, possibly one of the nerdiest things I did this week, which isn't that exciting, is I had posted a new video. But then I got flagged, and so I had to click, no, I need manual review by Google, that this is still appropriate for advertisers. And that was a first for me. Oh, the appropriate for advertisers thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to a lot of YouTubers who are complaining about that because their rules seem very inconsistent. Uh, definitely. And I think it has a lot to do with the title of my video. 
because if you just read it without punctuation, like on a search engine, right, the title of the newest one I did literally says, Odin makes the Infinity Gauntlet from Avengers Infinity War. And that's a you hear the word. Yeah, you hear the word war and they go like, oh, war. Well, we no, well yeah, it could be that. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, or or just it sounds like a spoiler, which, of course, it's not. But it sounds like a spoiler to the movie as if Odin makes the Infinity Gauntlet, which he doesn't. But um, oh, so, I guess I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a minute, too. I had other comments uh, saying that. So anyway, that was I actually was was a little upset and, and nervous there at first. But, you know, basically I clicked the thing, which is all I can do. And uh, and it's all it's all good now. So the human looked at it and decided that, no, this is fine. Like the one I hear is uh, the one I heard about because uh, I like to watch Philip DeFranco and he was talking about uh, this one YouTuber. I can't remember his name right now. He um, he uploaded a video on YouTube about where you can donate money to help uh, refugees and war torn areas. That video got flagged as not being suitable for advertisers because, you know, they have this new of like rule of no like war scenes or we don't want to promote anything that promote that um, talks about war or politicized okay. things. On the flip side, like Jimmy Kimmel could have a video about like literally about the war itself and he doesn't get flagged. So they're like, eh, it's a little inconsistent who you pick and choose to who you pick and choose. Yep. Okay. So your your nerdy thing is you had a little bit of YouTube panic. Uh, yeah, basically that I, I, I got flagged for content, which was a, a new thing for me. Because I'm trying to think of anything else I did that would actually be classifiable as nerdy. And uh, yeah, not really. Not that when, I can. You know, it's like you, you probably made a doodad from a thingamabob, too. <laughs> but you don't want to <laughs> you, you don't want to make that your nerdy thing because it's like your job at this point well yeah, I, I, okay sure if you like it was this week i think i uh i started seven days ago i think i started li late last saturday i started making the infinity gauntlet worked on it through sunday uh no actually i didn't i was working pledge shift last saturday at the, at the pbs station so sunday i started the infinity gauntlet monday i finished it uh and then i raced home on tuesday and started editing and then uh, missed my my personal deadline of 10 a.m. on Wednesday and got the edit finished on Wednesday night. And it was posted Thursday at 3 a.m. So, yeah, this last week I built the Infinity Gauntlet, the small little thing you use to, like, rule the galaxy. But whatever. Some idiot flagged me <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> I, I have to. I have to I have to say that I can I, I really get the whole getting flagged for the Infinity Gauntlet is nerdy because who can say that that happened to them? <laughs> Other than right. <laughs> yeah. I got flagged for the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I got flagged for the Infinity Gauntlet. What the it heck? Sounds, yeah, it sounds weird. It I, sounds weird. I, I was looking at other videos who made it and um, some of their titles and I actually noticed this, that some of their titles were the gauntlet that controls the universe or stuff like that instead of actually oh. saying the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I thought they were trying to get around things. I wonder if it was a common. I wonder if it's a common problem. Yeah, I don't know the what you're talking about as far as it being war. That makes sense, and I might uh, avoid using the Avengers title proper title in six months when I drop it again. Yeah, maybe you know, see if it works. It actually comes out. Yeah. So, Anthony, what was nerdy with you this week? Honestly, my nerd thing is that I got back into playing video games. <laughs> I've been playing this one in particular called Divinity Original Sin 2. Man, it's a really good game. It's a really good game. <laughs> that's a lot the second time you've used that now. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's the nerdy thing I've been doing. But I have, like, more information I could add about it. So, yeah, I guess I did talk about it again. So, a lot of people, a lot of, like, um, a lot of game critics online have been saying, like, this is the best rpg game since since boulder's gate and i was like there's no way boulder's gate was perfect 
I don't know, man. This game is probably better than Baldur's Gate. I think one of the things I really like about it is that unlike a lot of RPG games that you see these days, especially on, um, you know, on computers and consoles where it's like, um, fight the guys and that's pretty much how you do things, just fight the guys. There's a lot of different ways to handle things. Like, example, um, my, my, my skeleton dude has a skill called Pet Pal where I can talk to animals and I was able to skip an entire account encounter because I talked to a, a slug queen lady. Now the oh. whole divinity series got a claim for incorporating terrain into their games, right? Where you can actually use terrain in combat. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot. You can use oil, set things on fire. You can cause water to go down on everything and then go like lightning shock. You can even electrocute blood. Blood execution. Like example, like there's this one really particularly tough fight that I was having a hard time with. And so what I ended up doing to win is I just used the teleport skill and I teleported the boss away from his friends. But before I did that, I prepped the battlefield to where I put a bunch of oil everywhere and I set it on fire to where his little buddies couldn't get to me. So I was able to, like, just fight him on his own. You I have know. to say that your enthusiasm about video games got me playing more than this this past couple this past year. Just oh, you really? talking about them. Yeah, I, I've been playing Pillars of Eternity, which is the same kind of Baldur's Gate style game. And it makes me really excited about playing Divinity. I just I don't want to put out the money because those newer games are so pricey. It's not that bad. It's not like the $60 price tag. It's $45. And oh, that's I'll not bad. I'll buy that today. And then what else do they have? You can play with your friends. So you can have an entire party of just you and, and your friends. So like you and I could start a campaign together. Um, they also have a dungeon master mode where you can literally go in the game and make your own story and make your own like game. Like it gives you like full reign to create everything. Wow. This is Com where you say, Brian, what's nerdy with you this week? But Brian, what's nerdy with you this week? <laughs> well, I was getting to that. Okay. <laughs> God, you're impatient. <laughs> so what's nerdy with me this week is what's nerdy. <laughs> I'm losing it, man. What's dirty <laughs> with me this week is um, so as you know, I'm in a long distance relationship with my girlfriend mm. and sometime and we're talking on the phone. And um, one of the things I do to entertain her is I often sing over the phone. I sang a bunch of karaoke songs and I was like and I was like, all right, now give me songs and then give me styles and or artists to sing them as. And she tells me to sing Rainbow Connection as Elmo. And I apologize. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, I apologize that I can't like I can't do my Elmo voice now because I sang the entire song as Elmo and I hurt my vocal cords. So that's my nerdy thing. I did a dorky thing for my girlfriend over the phone and I hurt my vocal cords. I had a sore throat all week. Man, that is um weird. but it's not entirely Rainbow Connection because after I sang Rainbow Connection, I sang Sugar by System of a Down as Elmo. I want to hear that. I want to hear that one. I want to hear that one. I, I, can, I can barely constrict my glottis right now. Because normally I can constrict my glottis and do the Elmo voice. But my, my, I, I need to give my throat a chance to rest. I can't do the, the high-pitched yeah. constricted voice at all. So, yeah, I, I hurt myself doing something dorky for my girlfriend. That's awesome. That's pretty good, man. I don't know. You might have won this week because that's a good one. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Good for you. Because <laughs> it's like, it, yeah, it's also cute and romantic. So it's like, uh -huh. oh, it's, it's so nice. Yeah. 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 So we haven't voted yet, but it sounds like unofficially you won. I know, right? Well, um, the way we do voting is we each get four widgets and we give them to 
we we each get four. Okay, Odin, have you done this before? Done this widget system? Mine, mine. I will widget you not. Yes, uh, you have done the widget thing. I think. <laughs> yes. Mine, mine. I will widget you not. So, okay, then. We each not get the response four I expected. We each get four widgets, and we take turns giving our widgets to each other. Okay. With whatever for whatever reason we want, you can give your widgets to yourself if you like. So, Odin. Yes. Who do you give your widgets to? All right. So, see, I have four widgets. I can split them up in a multiple. Oh, I'll just make this easy. You can have all four of my widgets. Because I think that was cute. And I think I know, awesome. right? Yeah. And, and, you, and if you stuck through the whole thing and actually hurt yourself doing it, I mean, not that I want to exactly reward you for hurting yourself, but uh, it's cute. And, and you participated. And you did it. And that's awesome. So. I could feel it happen right near the end of the song. I oh, could I start bet. to feel I could start to feel give in my throat and I was like, this is gonna be bad. And then after bad. Sang, yeah, exactly. And then after I sang a, a metal song too, which was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's kind of what happens to me when I go to concerts. I'm always like, you know, screaming like Argh! I'm like, this is not gonna be good tomorrow. <laughs> I know this is not gonna be good. My body is not gonna like this. Anthony, who do you give your widgets to? Um I will give I'll give one to Odin. I'll give one to me. And then, yeah, I'll have to give one to you. Oh, I'll have to give the last two to you, Brian, because, like, no, oh, this is too adorable. All right, I'm going to give... Totes adorbs. I'm going to give two to Odin. Thank you. And one to Anthony and one to myself. So I won. Seven, seven for me, three for Odin, and two for two for Anthony. Yeah. So I get the Nerdy No Prize this week. Sweet. We'll send it to you in the mail. No, we won't, because there's nothing to send. It's when 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 I did it, I was like, "This is going to make a good nerdy thing." And um, the next well, wait, day, I was, now, now you're trying to say that you did this thing cute for your girlfriend because you would win the break. Well, game after, 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 I rescind all. I rescind all my all my points. Um, I just want to give a quick thank you to Mike Myler for designing our widget system and making yes. our making our intro to our show take a whole lot longer than it did before. <laughs> <laughs> You're filling airtime. That's uh, I know, yeah. right? Because before it was just like uh, you. Now it's like you, you, you three, you. <laughs> Do you know how it works, Mister Guest? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Odin, yes. Um, we we you have been here many times, but um, every time you hear, you have new stuff to share with us. But I know you have some. We we talked about it last time, but it's getting really close. What's new in Odin's world? The the absolute newest thing in Odin's world is actually going to happen as soon as the show's over here. I'm going to pack up my computer and I'm moving into a new studio. Uh, that's actually going to be in a public building in Sacramento. So I'm moving out of my garage. I'm moving out of my friend's garage that I shoot in, and I'm moving into the Sacramento Media Center, which is on 915 Fee Drive. And I'm going to have uh, a facility that is considerably larger uh, to shoot in than what I've got currently. It'll be a 20 by 30 shop area with a six, uh, 16-foot ceiling. And I'm going to have my own uh, edit bay, my own private office. And I, I'm pretty excited about that. And I hope that's what you're asking me about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we imply a lot of stuff on podcasts. And it's funny when people point it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the baby wanted to say hello. Hello, baby. Hello, Aiden. 
like he can hear us. <laughs> Probably couldn't even respond anyways. He's always in his own little world. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he still completely remembers his past life. And what happens during the first year of life is you're forgetting <laughs> your previous life because now you've you've done the whole reincarnation thing and you're dealing with your new body, a new culture. And by the time you assimilate, you forget what you did before. And so that's why that's all this garbly goop for the first year. Hmm. It's actually two. Oh, OK. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I want. So we we have a big list of all the projects you've done since you've been on here last. I think I overlapped a teeny tiny bit. Okay. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sort of starting from the newest and working our way back. So we have the Infinity Gauntlet, yes. the freaking Infinity Gauntlet, which <laughs> when I have to tell you, my thought process when watching this was there's no way he's going to pull it off and make it look great. And I was absolutely wrong. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you were so and, wrong. That's and right. <laughs> I, I, you know, and this is coming from someone who's watched your stuff before. So I was watching it and I was like, there's a lot of detail in that. I've never seen Odin that. do that kind of detail before. And I like how you did commentary on how you got around some of the detail that you weren't capable of. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the, the biggest thing, and I didn't know what to call the details uh, specifically, so I just called them feathers because they kind of have sort of a fletching shape. Uh, around the cuff of the gauntlet, there are at least three pairs of these uh, fletchings that appear to have uh, kind of a Celtic knot or, or, or basic knotwork type of design where it's um, you got these overlapping O's or almost like a stylized uh, a double helix DNA thing kind of kind of going on. And so it's it's etched in. They overlap each other. And I'm holding a, a Dremel, which spins, so it always wants to pull clockwise and trying to etch it with foam. And after I tried the very first one, I went, yeah, no, this isn't going to work. It's going to look horrible. And so I just decided to do a series of uh, parallel lines, which aren't even equal, because that at least would look more um, – it wouldn't call as much attention to itself. If I had tried doing this pattern six different times, it would not match up at all, at least to me, and look horrible. So it just made it simple and then dry brushed over it. It actually looks okay. It doesn't. I don't think it calls attention to itself for being wrong. No, it doesn't at all. It, it, if you look at it in the finished project, it's like that's the Infinity Gauntlet. Nobody looks at that and says, oh, he didn't get the knot work perfect. Really, that's that's a big part of my goal is you just kind of look at the object, what, whatever the prop is, and go, oh, that's that thing. And and really, that should be the number one goal of any any maker, any, any prop maker, is that uh, if you can hold up what it is that you've made and somebody you don't know go, oh, wow, that's you know, the overthruster from Buckaroo Banzai. Yes. Thank you. And then you did a great job. No, you didn't backlight the gems. And when I thought of the Infinity Gauntlet, I didn't even think that would be a thing. Like, I think of it from the comic. So right. I don't even think you would do that. And then you said you tried to do it. And then I watched some other videos where people actually did it. Yeah. And I don't think it added anything to backlight them. It didn't. It, it didn't for me. And a big part of it was because I was using uh, some fairly mediocre LEDs. Um, it, it came out of a, uh, a flashlight that I picked up from Harbor Freight because I'm still trying to go the inexpensive route. The LEDs are the basic bulb type LEDs, the, the ones that have been around forever. And it didn't light up the gems that much. And what was really disappointing is when you take an LED uh, as any type of a project and you're working with a video and you point it at the camera, it is so bright 
it um, overpowers the the sensor on the camera, and it looks incredibly brighter than it really is. So I, I do all this thinking it's going to be fine. I drill out the, um, the the Infinity rhinestone that I've got, and I glue the LED into the back of it with the same well-done four that I'm always using, and then hold it up to the camera, and I was completely underwhelmed. It's like, well, hell, it isn't worth the effort. Did you have some kind of reflective material on the back of the of the gems? Uh, the gems have a reflective material. They're, they've got a silver backing, which I didn't oh, okay, show cool. in the video very well. But it's just, it's just part of the way the, the, the rhinestone gems are made. Oh, yeah. I remember you were saying that you didn't want to remove that. Yeah, no, I didn't want to remove it. And I did, and I was concerned the um, context of it because of the chemicals that are in it. I was afraid that it would strip it off or, or melt it. And it didn't, which really surprised me. I think it, I think it crackled the uh, the big one about on the on the palm a little bit because I don't remember the names of all the different stones because I'm not that. No. Yeah, it, it worked. So I was happy about that. The last time you were on, we talked about the right hand of doom from Hellboy that you had just made. Yeah. And. And um, I had made a request for you to make the big baby. Oh, okay. And I then you you go ahead and make the Samaritan. And I'm watching your YouTube video and I'm like, he is purposely teasing me. I know that's not what you were doing, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm really loving all the the Hellboy props. Um, Now, when you were you were talking about it, when you made it, you you exposed the bullets in the cylinder now, I was looking at images of the Samaritan and, and the prop gun that you used. That part wasn't really obvious to me. How do you go about noticing details like that? Partly it's just what I do and what I've always done. I've come out of, I've come out of theaters for years going, oh, did you see the thing? And my friends all look at me like I'm crazy. Uh, it's, so it's just kind of my, a little bit of my personality. Um, what's kind of funny is I have a bit of face blindness. But I can pick up some random toy from the 80s and go, oh, that's the gun from the ColecoVisions and tell it. Um, I just noticed the details. Uh, and with the Samaritan specifically, I was able to find, which I think I said in the video, one of the prop houses, one of the one of the places that sells props when the movie's finished, actually sold the Samaritan and took a lot of really good photos because they're trying to sell it. So I've got these, you know, uh, straight on side views, well lit, in focus shots of the gun that isn't just the blurred whipping around that happens in the movie. And that, did, that helped a lot, too. Did that one come off a Patreon poll? Yes, that one came off of a Patreon poll. A lot of the things in the Patreon polls, because I, I create the polls, of course. When I make the polls, the items that go in are still the the really vocal ones that I see in the comments of the videos themselves. And because of the right-handed doom, the Samaritan kept coming up. And so uh, I, that's why I put that into the poll. Hopefully that makes sense. Well, and then I, I hope look- the big baby makes it into a poll. <laughs> because Alrighty. that's the thing I get excited about. I mean, there's writing on the bullets. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the things Brian loves. Hey. I, guns, big guns. Watching, Reading the comic book and watching both movies, the Samaritan was always so underwhelming to me. It's like, oh, yeah, he has a gun that's big that is for his size that he can wield. And then in the sequel, yeah. they come out with this rocket gun that's like, yeah. That's the kind of gun I want to see Hellboy use. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. The the thing with the, the Samaritan that I got really excited about, and I did it in the video, was the tracker bullet. Because I love the shot of, of uh, when, they, when they crack the bullet and make it make it light up. And then he you know rotates the cylinder and it lights up the barrel. And so that was a big deciding factor for me for why I wanted to do it. You know, it was it was a little smaller and um, then the big baby. And then I like the, the shot of the green light coming down the barrel. 
of all the weird little things. So the other thing you made that we all loved, because, I mean, we love the franchise so much, the Mad Max. Saw that ah. shot. <laughs> so, like, what was the hardest thing about making that? The hardest thing about making the Mad Max shotgun? Um, well, I decided right away I wasn't going to make that one break because that was just not something I wanted to do at that time. Um, mm. What was the hardest thing? Well, I know one of the things you mentioned about it was there was you were making you were making a sawed off shotgun for Matt from Mad Max. But it was right. also like the iconic weapon in different sci fi franchises. So, oh, yeah, there, saw that it comes out everywhere. There mm, must exactly. have been a lot of pressure on you to make that one look good. Uh, a, a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, of course, I, I talk about it being from Evil Dead, but technically in Evil Dead, he didn't saw off the, the stock. He just sawed off the barrel. Same thing with Terminator. But that's. You know, I guess terminology. See, what, right. Well, yeah, because yeah. I think I think the difference is it's not just sawing off the barrel; it's sawing off the stock, and so it ends up being less than eighteen inches overall, and that makes it a sawed-off shotgun. I think is the rules on it. I think, but it may also be barrel length. Uh, I don't know. Mm, hey, mm, <laughs> are you looking it up? You're making humming noises. No, I'm not sure to be honest. Okay. Yeah, but, Anthony oh, likes to produce sounds that aren't good for audio. Well, sorry. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> So the, the 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 real truth behind the uh, the sawed off shotgun and um, what actually made it come about was that I think the um, see he made the hum sound too you didn't give him any shit oh I I, I stopped it to try and think if if I give I shit guess. to if I give shit to Odin I'm gonna have ravens pecking on my window. <laughs> At inappropriate times. Yes. Basically, I had started trying to do the Transformers Matrix Matrix of Leadership, and I knew that was going to be a complicated build, but I had it set in my head that this is what I'm going to do. And kind of like the Infinity Gauntlet, it gets to be Sunday night, and I really haven't started much. And um, I know that feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a, a good friend, the guy that created Beyond Geek, uh, Joe Gillis. He, he stopped by the, the studio, and he's looking at me going, so you're doing what? And it does what? And he looks like, and he just kind of walks over and says, okay, you got to do something else that you can just finish so you can actually get your video out and then start the, the Matrix leadership again when you have two weeks. You know, because heaven forbid I do anything ahead. I'm always, you know, I haven't started the, the, the project that's going to come out in, in a week from when you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like a good proper nerd, you procrastinate. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I, I, I agree with them, stopped, and and we talked about it with, with the fellow who owns the building, and, and the three of us did a, a quick round robin, and then finally I ignored everything they said and said, okay, how about if I just do a sawed-off shotgun? <laughs> Okay, that works. <laughs> See, I like it when you do the more normal props, like when you did the swords. And I mean, we know they're filler. I mean, anybody who watches know that they're filler videos. Right. But it's it's good to see the like standard con type of props. Like if you have to make this for a costume or make it for your mantle or whatever, you know, it's not, not complicated. Not everybody is going to make a oh, yeah. tri-dimensional chess set. They're going to no. make the the normal prop. And so it's good that you do those too. Thank you. I, I definitely oh. want to do one here again soon, because if, if you look at the list of the props I've done, I've done like three or four big builds in a row. And it's like, yep, I'm ready for, as, as my friend Joe puts it, I'm ready for another golden snitch. I'm ready for another yes, ping pong so. ball with, with spray paint. <laughs> Something easy and like, yeah. Not crazy. <laughs> Ping pong ball with spray paint. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> 
Well, it's it's like if you want it, I, I I can totally. It's like it's like Odin make a sonic screwdriver. All I have to do is paint an electric toothbrush and change the head. <laughs> right, <laughs> more or less. Well, what I really love is the people who are um not not to belittle it. People are asking for Tom Baker's sonic screwdriver. Okay, th- this is a prop that BBC made in like you know the early '80s, the late '70s, and um, it's it's a series of uh, telescoping tubes, and it's painted primer gray. Oh my god! <laughs> and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it has like a red plastic tip on the top. Yeah, <laughs> you could make the second. Do- you can make the second Doctor Sonic screwdriver, which is basically a screwdriver with no head. Okay. Yeah, it's just a metal tube with a handle, and he would hold it, and he actually used it for screws. He actually used it for screws, okay. Yeah, and he would hold it over the screw. I don't know how they did the effect for the screw unscrewing, because he would hold it over a screw, and you'd see the screw unscrew. I don't know how they did that in the 60s. Uh, It was probably an extra long screw, and they were just unscrewing it from the other side that you couldn't see. Oh, you ruined the magic for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's pretty fucking smart. <laughs> Back in the days before, you know, before CG, yeah, before you had computer magic, you you had to do like, you know, smoke and mirrors kind of shit. Uh, yes, lots of it. So we mentioned tridimensional chess. Now, uh, yeah, somebody brought that up. Brian did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> yes, you are. Hello, Mr. Host, and how's it going? <laughs> I know, right? Hello, Mr. Professional. You know, for those that don't realize it, I'm not normally the host on this show, even though lately I have been normally the host on this show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, eh. It always seemed like you were the host to me. Yeah, I'm the guy that's giving it Michael a hard time in the background. <laughs> um, yeah. um, Michael's moving, so he's been... Uh, absent a lot and he's it's been killing him so right um okay so speaking of tridimensional chest yeah. <laughs> um you used metal on this one i did um had you done that before now i was racking my brain trying to think of other videos um in odin makes or diy prop shop where you worked with metal with props um yeah now you get me to think if i did anything on diy prop shop uh i don't think i did because i've always tried to do um the more friendly, easier things, at least in my mind, to, to get a hold of. Because especially like DIY Prop Shop, uh, part of the idea was that um, someone in high school could do this over a weekend as far as the project goes. That was always part of the uh, the plan for how, how the, the project got, got developed. Um, I don't think I had. I think that, yeah, I think that was the first time I've actually worked with metal, at least in any sort of large way. What was the name of the tool that you bought for the project? Oh, what was The that? metal bending tool? Yeah, I actually looked that up. I got out of Harbor Freight. It was a uh, it was a floor mounted. It was like a, a tube and bar bender, but it had a slightly different name. And I'd actually have to look it up. I don't remember. Oh, right no, now. tube and bar bender is enough for us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. One of my favorite things about that was you mentioned that this is supposed to be mounted to the floor, but you didn't have that option, so you mounted it on plywood. Yes. And you're. And you looked like you were struggling with it. And oh, in a huge it, way. <laughs> and it looked awkward. And it made me feel like I could go to the store and get one of those and mount it on plywood and do that. Where if you had had if you had mounted it to the floor, I would have been like, OK, I can't make this. Right. OK, gotcha. Yeah, it was cool to see the struggle. It was really cool. I, I think it was one of my favorite videos. Oh, right on. Yeah. So if 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 you or any listener decides they want to do that, they want to go go pick up this tool for like 60 bucks at Harbor Freight, mount it to a piece of plywood. I highly recommend that when you do that, you take it out into your driveway and park your car on the other end of the drive of the plywood. 
because trying to stand on it yourself and only use yourself as the the brace while you're bending it yeah uh that was a lot of work <laughs> yeah that sounds like it'd be really hard it was well, like, I, I know I had, you you could have edited that and make it look made it look smooth and you didn't you let us see that struggle and that was really important to me because it was like it really looked like something that i could do because i've done that before i've made things where it's like I feel really awkward doing it. And to see you who makes all these amazing things look awkward doing something made me feel really good. <laughs> okay. Very cool. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're welcome. Um, uh, again, that would probably go back to a little bit, a little bit with the DIY prop shop where it was, um, I was told with the very first couple of videos I did that if I do any mistakes, make sure to go ahead and show them. So long as it, you know, I'm not like getting hurt or isn't something totally catastrophic. I embraced that and liked it. And I, and I keep doing it with, with my own show for, for that reason and and like as you're telling me now i get a lot of really good comments with uh me making mistakes and having to redo stuff and, and, and of course my other favorite comment is vulgar odin is the best odin yeah that same thing i was we, we got to hear you curse <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you don't have to bleep yourself out very often <laughs> uh no i do not no that's that that, that was all intentional and, and that goes back to something even older so i used to work for a high-tech company called play Right. Mm. They were called Play Incorporated. They were up in Sacramento. This was 97, 96 uh, when I started working for them. In 98 and 99, they had a product called uh, the Trinity, which was a very large box. And um, these are the people that came from NewTek who did the video toaster and, and, and so forth. They started a new company to work with PCs because they recognized that the Amigo wasn't going to stick around. So what this box did, it, it, everything you wanted to do to do your nightly news, everything you wanted to do to make uh, a magazine-style uh, television show, this box could do, could do all the live switching. It, it could do uh, editing post if you wanted to. But then it would compress the signal and send it out streaming video that you could watch over a 56K modem because high-speed internet wasn't that big of a thing yet. Uh, so we're doing um, uh, live TV, and wow, I've actually totally lost where I was going. <laughs> Oh, well, the, the QR world. I, I, I You're a to, professional. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and so we're 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 we've got twelve hours a day as as a uh, demonstration uh, at six different locations. We're doing these two hour shows from noon to midnight, five days a week, to show that the technology can stream live video without a problem. So so this this website called Play TV got developed, and we're putting out content twelve hours a day. And of course, the first thing that 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 me and the guys do uh on on our show is it's the internet fuck it all we're totally open to say whatever we want um, <laughs> and along comes the sales guys going yeah we're we're, we're talking to big wigs at other country uh, other companies we turn it on and you're talking about you know using a toothbrush to clean your private parts can you not do that can and you not do that <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So we started censoring ourselves, and it actually became funnier. A lot like with Beavis and Butthead, when uh, uh, Beavis uh, suddenly couldn't say fire anymore because because of some weird little legal problem. Yeah, and fire, uh, fire, fire. Yeah, so instead of fire, fire, it becomes liar, liar, pants on. Whoa, and uh, it, <laughs> right? it becomes funnier. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I enjoy believing myself because I think it's funnier to be uh, to do the censoring when it really isn't necessary. Oh, Long yeah. Especially when, it's, especially when it's not necessary. Yeah. Because the favorite thing to do is when they take like words that aren't meant to be censored and they put a censor and it's like, I know it's not a dirty word, but because they bleeped it, it makes it sound dirty. Yes, wow, exactly. The this Jimmy Kimmel. The second time Jimmy Kimmel's come up today. Yeah. 
<laughs> unnecessary censorship, right? <laughs> yeah, unnecessary yeah. censorship, especially when he does it to Sesame Street. Oh, my God. Those are so <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so I have two highlights from the tridimensional chest. Tri- bleh. That is a hard word to say. Tridimensional you, you can call it 3D chess set if you want. I just call it tridimensional chess set because that's what it said in the technical manual. No, no. I can I can do this. Okay. Try. <laughs> Try. You can do it. Tridimensional chess set. Nailed it. You had two things you did that I, I, I thought were really cool. One was you used a shower head. I love it when you use things that I couldn't wouldn't think would be used in props. Okay. And two, a quote. Scratch uh-huh. is really good at scratching. Uh, plastic is really good at scratching plastic. It is. I did not know that. I would uh, imagine that things with the same the same material material would always be good at scratching themselves. You would think, yeah. Uh, yeah it, I learned that the hard way, uh, and then having worked with people who worked at tap plastics, letting me know that no, 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 you lay two sheets of acrylic on top of each other uh, without the protective sheet or something in between them, and then move them back and forth. Yeah, you're. Your hose that it, it scratches in a hurry, and and with things that you you can't really see, it's like magic scratches appear. I I have a question for you before I share my um my viewpoint on it. Okay, how happy were you with that project after you finished it? I was very happy with that project. Uh, it's actually sitting in my uh my edit bay at the station, and um I think it's holding up very well. And right now, I think it's the only project my boss has watched. <laughs> what yeah, well, yeah he's a he's a huge star trek fan and so um he just doesn't uh he knows what i do and he's seen a lot of the other props but he hasn't really watched the show which is fine because he's got other things to do and um yeah so i was at actually work, very happy at work the only nerdy things i can bring up that other people can relate to are star trek and game of thrones oh okay i was reading a fantasy book and someone came up to me and said oh you're reading a fantasy book do you like game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> the best awkward si- uh, awkward small talk segue ever <laughs> that is really weird yeah like oh you like fantasy you must like game of thrones um sure uh, sure well yes but there's more to fantasy yeah yeah exactly it's like yeah it's like you don't want to say yes because you're like fuck i'll just be proving their point but god damn it <laughs> You can like fantasy without liking Game of Thrones. I also like Christopher Lambert's Beowulf, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, boy. Mr. Odin. Oh, yes. It's all about me. Yes. So I just saw your video earlier of the Dragon Ball Z. Ah, yes. The Scouter. It's over 9,000! You know, uh, I was very... I was very pleased with how easy it was to make. I mean, I know we keep bringing this up all the time, and I know that's kind of the point of your show. <laughs> like, oh, things that anyone can make. But this one just seemed like, huh, I can do all those things. They all seem very easy to do. Now, the one thing that we didn't know how to do was, how did you do the over 9,000, um, like, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? The uh, graphics you did at the end. That's the one thing we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. Oh, okay. What, uh, that that end actually was um, one of the first things I thought. I was like, oh, I can do the scouter. Oh, and I can do the over 9,000 thing at the end. Um, and then I worried about how to make it work. Most of the graphics I had at the end, I actually found through uh, free-to-use uh, graphics just on YouTube. So the 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 animation lines, the 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 perspective lines zooming in on me was was one effect that someone had put up. Um, someone else had put up the explosion, and it was actually two different layers because they had their animation f- flame, and then they had the animation smoke, and so I put both of those up independently. And I grabbed some. Um, 
really subtle uh, falling spark effects that were left over from uh, a dirty transition, uh, a glitchy video transition that I'd used during the uh, fusion sword build. And I think those were all the main pieces I'd put on it. And there's a there's a white flash in there too as part of editing, where cutting in between the actual good take that I liked, I liked where I said it, and then uh, the take where I moved my head to the side and the and this and the scatter didn't fall off my head. Um, <laughs> have this have this white flash that that you know blooms out and 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 you know overexposes the 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 video image for a frame. Did the video take longer to make than the prop? No, I don't think so. No, that that little end thing it definitely did not. Does do the videos ever take longer to make than the prop? I was just about to ask that. So uh, overall, the editing of the videos does it take longer than the prop? Uh, yeah, with the swords and the shotgun, I think the editing probably did. But for the most part, the props definitely take more time than the editing. Um, if if you just divide it between like um, you know you you have your post production, everything happens once the prop is finished, and then everything with the prop being built. Typically, I will spend twenty hours, maybe thirty hours, building the prop. And a lot of that I actually shoot because I'm the only one in the in the room. It's me and four tripods or three tripods and a ceiling mount. And uh, so I just hit record on everything and then kind of forget about the cameras. Uh, so I'll have 13 oh. hours of, of video on my timeline that I'm scrubbing through uh, to, to find all the shots that I want. The post-production usually starts... Uh, you know, because I put everything off Monday night where I've, I've got all my videos synced up and I'm really starting to kind of write my script from a VO and I might start building the, the 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 opening. And then it's like, OK, I need to go to sleep so I can actually have a good night's sleep. And then I get home from work on Tuesday and I'll actually start editing and I'll actually start putting everything, uh, start filling in all the B-roll over uh, the, the VO that I've recorded. And I'll actually do that up until usually 6 a.m., 7 a.m. And then uh, I can start rendering and uploading the, uh, the video. So I've got 12 hours, 15 hours of post-production versus 20 to 25 hours of building a prop. And so it's literally a full-time job making one of these videos. But like a fool, I do it in four or five days typically. Mm. <laughs> on, on top of that having a full-time is... job. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if our I don't know if our listeners are into that as much as we are, but we don't care. <laughs> yeah, man. The amount of time you spend doing this and then you have a job is like, oh fuck, dude. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Uh, legit. Caffeine. <laughs> a yeah. little bit. You there's yeah. some now. <laughs> Now, disagree with me if you want, but there's some major overlap between your job and what you're doing. Yes. When you when you work, when you edit your videos, that's basically professional development for you. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, because I'm an editor at, at the PBS station. So I'm working with Adobe Premiere all day at, at work, uh, you know, when I'm not. You know, second or third uh, cameraman uh, helping to, to shoot something. And then, yeah, I'll come home and fire up Adobe. And I, I have a slightly older computer. So at this point, I have uh, an older version of Adobe because it won't let it. Uh, I've got a Mac and it won't let uh, Adobe progress any further. So it's 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 yeah, right back to the same thing. But it's it's, you know, it's different because it's my own project. And, and at least it after means more, it means more. Um, it has a different type of pressure. It has a lot. It actually has kind of less pressure in a way, uh, but a different type of pressure because I'm the only one that has to have any sort of authority or say over, OK, yes, this is good or, or this is not or I can let this go. Uh, whereas when I'm working with other people, I'm working with producers and I'm uh, working to make sure content is up to what the uh, creative director wants. I have these other people that I actually have to to make make things work for. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you don't do good at your job, you know, you could lose your job and that would be terrible. Right. Kind, yeah, kind of. Uh, but this thing is that but there are other people you can like rely on this thing. It's like it's all you yeah. and you, you know, you want to do a good job no matter what. And you don't want to like let your fans down. So it's like, well, fuck. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. That could be it, a lot it, of stress. Yes. And, and, and often it's like, well, you know, this it's YouTube. I don't have to stress on color correction, right? Yeah. No. Render. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Is burnout ever a thing? Yeah. yeah. How do you deal with it? Um, denial. <laughs> there's there's definitely times when it, it gets really hard to i gotta do this thing it's like, i just want to sit and watch doctor who um <laughs> i think we all feel that yeah so it, it is a thing how do i deal with it uh i i guess the mentality just of the show must go on it's just i i i try to power through it and 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 i'm able to see that with both editing a project like at work that I'm not interested in or having to get started on a project for Odin makes when I just want to sit down, just getting started is the hardest thing. Finally getting past the initial, okay. Oh, Hey, I'm into it. Now I'm into the flow of doing it. That's, now, that's the hardest. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing for everyone. Honestly, is the starting, especially procrastinators. We are oh, notorious yeah. for starting our, our things. Yeah. The well, exam's tomorrow. I can, I can, I can, I'll study now. I'll study that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've been doing the podcast every week, and I get the question from my from my co-hosts and from our listeners all the time, like, how are you maintaining this every week? And I, I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever had a real answer for you guys, but I can honestly say it's because of the support of my co-hosts and my listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anthony, the reason why I can keep doing this every week and do so much work and why whenever you apologize that I have to do so much work for the podcast, it's because I love working with you guys and doing this. Oh, we love working with you too. That's very cool. Yeah, you know, all that shenanigans, all that shenanigans. That being said, I burned out a little bit this week, and I was late. I got sick. Yep. And <laughs> you did. You did. I'm glad to so, hear you're doing better, though. Yeah. So we we we're talking a little bit more behind the scenes now. So we mentioned your Patreon before and how you do polls to come up with your your projects. Yeah. Definitely. Now. You you base your polls based on comments, and uh -huh. then you put your polls up to your Patreons to, to, um, to vote on. Yeah, to vote on. Now that process would probably have you making props that with from properties that you're not familiar with at all mm. or have no interest in. Maybe. Um, yeah. Does that positively, negative, or negatively affect your work, or both? Um, I think overall it's positive because I I'll come across properties I just don't know that well, and uh, so then I'm, I'm now I'm looking at you know props online or looking at uh, images for it and and trying to figure out some way to do something that I have no preconceived notion of. I have no you know I'm I'm stuck in traffic and and thinking about how I could do something. None of that I've, I had before. So I would think positive because it's just um, it's more problem solving. This is that's which is usually very enjoyable. Kind of like the Dragon Ball Z, right? You said you didn't really yeah. know much about it beforehand. Yeah, no, um, not very much. That particular prop I, I knew I knew of. But yeah, no, I have never seen a single episode. If you can't tell. <laughs> so generally speaking, like when that happens, because I'm sure that happens a lot when people are like, hey, can you make this thing? And you're like, I don't watch that thing. Right. Um, do yeah. you just look Highlights up videos on how to Google is, is, is awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, do you just watch like how to make the thing or do you like look up videos on the thing? And I'm like, maybe I'll watch a couple episodes of whatever it is. No, typically all I do is I look at stills. 
if 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 I see something and I really need to see how it moves or how it works, I'll look up a video. But uh, for the most part, when I'm just investigating the props to begin with, anyway, that you know someone says, "Do the Soul Caliber sword." It's like, okay, well, what is that? What exactly does that one look like? And so you mm. you know you do a quick Google search and go, "Oh, I see, it's a giant fleshy sword with an eyeball." That's kind of fun. Um, yeah, so I just Soul Caliber sword is pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. <laughs> That was one I just did. I just looked up recently. It's one of the reasons it comes to mind. Not, not that I'm planning on building it right now, but uh, <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink, hint, hint, wink, wink. I know <laughs> you did something awesome that I don't think you expected us to bring up. But okay. on the intro to one of your videos, you had a Vikings War of Clans commercial. Oh yes, <laughs> and from my perspective, Odin it, is telling you. To <laughs> yes, it looks like you nerded the fuck out. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> There's there was a, a couple of happy accidents with that. So the the first thing I was really thrilled about is that company contacted me. Right. I, I actually had, don't solicit myself out at all yet. I was kind of waiting to see, well, how big do I need to get before I start approaching people? Uh, so they actually approached me. And the first thing was actually a, a, a mech warrior game. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's just it's giant mechs shooting at each other. And I went, oh, OK, cool. I can totally you know pitch this game. This will be fun. And I thought I'll just make like a pilot helmet and do this crazy heads up display thing with black behind me and and act like I'm, I'm in the game, you know, during part of the pitch and um because yeah, i want to make a prop as part of what i'm doing because i feel that's sort of what i do sort and of so, sort of yeah kind of sort of a little bit uh people aren't there to watch me they watch what i'm making and then the the company contacts me we go back and forth they want to look at my demographics so they want to they want to know what's going on and then somebody i think clued him in they're like no this guy's name's odin give him the viking game and give him uh, the viking game <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and so it, it got switched and I went, oh, okay, great. And I'll just make the Elmer Fudd, you know, horned helmet and, and go for it. They gave me the script and I, I, I built the helmet, which I shot. That will be a bonus video here fairly soon. And uh, I made the helmet and shot all the green screen stuff, reading the script that they gave me. And uh, so I had all my stuff done. And then they supplied me with the, the background video to go along with the script that they gave me. Right. And this is the script is it's this massive battle between East and West. And there's going to be this huge battle coming up. And it's all this, you know, uh, fighting in the video. They're collecting venison and fishing. And that's all they're doing in the video. <laughs> like really so i was really happy that yeah in in the middle of all that i decided oh i should do this goofy screwing around with me charging you know on the green screen just to overlay the battle that's going in the background <laughs> so now that became the only fighting i had and uh what i was really happy with that is the the finished product i had that i submitted to them was approved the first time there were no changes from the game company or from the uh, the sponsor company, and I was told that the uh, the game company actually laughed and that I made their day watching watching the uh, the spot. So I was it's, very happy about that. It's the most enthusiastic bit of sponsored content I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, for a second there, I was like, does he like the game? Um, the game's all right. <laughs> <laughs> the game is actually probably very cool, but it, it, it came at a time when uh, I, I went through the tutorial and I played it and I created a username and I've played it a little bit. Um, but uh, I just I haven't I don't play a whole lot of video games at the moment because I'm just mm. working too much. Yeah. 
So, and when I do stop to play a video game, I play one that I know because I can I can invest a little time in it. Like uh, I do the um, the Portal Two with all the fan made stuff, uh, the the like, testing initiative. I can't remember what it's called because I'm not completing a game. I'm playing a single level that I never played before, and then I'm done. Hmm. All right, so we are out of time. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, we're we, not. <laughs> I've moved some stuff around. Well, we're out of time for topic. Oh, okay. So at the end of our show, um, before we chat a little bit and before we um, let Odin promote his stuff, as we always do, we <laughs> so stuff. we describe a mov- movie badly, usually to Anthony, because Anthony has not seen a lot of movies. No. And last um, two weeks ago, when we talked about scary movies, Anthony revealed that he has never seen Jaws. Wait, wait what? <laughs> never seen Jaws. My girlfriend you is in there shaking you know, her head and shaking at me. It was just this little movie that came out and helped define this 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 director. You might have heard him, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and and, and, it, it and when it came out, it it created a whole new word to describe summer movies. Have you ever heard of this word called blockbuster? <laughs> do, do, do you know the history of it? That it was because the line for the movie went around the block, and so it's called a blockbuster. <laughs> Yeah, and Les- Jaws is the one shaking, that did that. <laughs> Les- my girlfriend Leslie is sitting here shaking her head in shame at me, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. ashamed to know you. At the yeah, beginning Leslie of Odin talking, on the couch. at the beginning of Odin talking, you could hear me start to interrupt. I was going to share that same fact. I just want to <laughs> let everyone know that I'm as big of a know-it-all as Odin. Oh, uh, yes, you are. <laughs> it was I, it was so funny because I was going to be like, I'm going to share the blockbuster fact. And then when you started talking, I was like, oh, shit, I interrupted. And I wrote down blockbuster on the paper. And then you go on and do the same exact thing. And I'm like, holy crap, Odin's nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I do not. I, I'm pretty sure Odin being nerdy is not news. <laughs> no offense, Odin. That's uh, totally fine. I've 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 embraced it, you know, all along. <laughs> well, you're you're part of a club that does commentary on movies like once a month or twice a month or something like that. Yes, once a month. Uh, so your next Thursday, actually, be the day after this podcast comes out. In this segment, we um, we describe a movie badly, like a bad description on the back of a DVD. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, you want to start us off with a bad description of Jaws? That's about all I know from Jaws. That's that's about it. So uh, part of the 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 story with that, as far as I know, is John Williams lets Steven Spielberg know that oh, I've got this great idea of the theme for the music, and he plays the he starts playing it, which is basically just da da. And Spielberg's like, okay, where's the rest of it? Three men in a boat on a fishing trip that goes badly. <laughs> three, three, <laughs> the the a, three a men service, on a boat. A public three service announcement. A, a public service announcement. A, a two-hour public service announcement about why you shouldn't drink when you go boating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know robert shaw the actor was completely freaking drunk uh i think the first time they did that that the 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 night scene and uh he apologized profusely and they did it again and he nailed it the first take you um <laughs> you get to see the look on a jo- you get to see the look on a shark's face when his mouth fills with shit yes you do <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird, that's a weird one. That's yeah, a really it, weird one. It happens in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad description, a little bit more detail. Um, a town on Long Island is 
Um, Actually, no. It's a town on Martha's Vineyard. Oh, Martha's Vineyard. I was thinking it's of the book. Bit, bit I was different. Long Island's got the, the city on it. I was, I was thinking of the book. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I get, I get confused because I read. Um, so <laughs> I read. Oh, look at you, Lottie Duh. I read <laughs> books. So actually, I think the the story it's a fictitious island, but they shot it on Martha's Vineyard anyway. Yeah, the book also had a whole subplot with the the sheriff's wife was cheating on him. That really didn't need to be in the movie, and they cut it. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I think I've heard so um, there is a town that's terrorized by a shark, and the mayor of the town insists that they have to um, have their vacation, their tourist season, anyway. And a whole bunch of people get killed, yep. and then they um, three drunk guys go out on a boat trying to kill the shark. Do they say, "I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody, take a look at me, because I'm on a motherfucking boat." Um, the, the sheriff says we need a bigger boat. Yep. Which was actually an ad lib line. Like one of the most quoted lines in the movie. And it was made up on the spot. If you ever heard the phrase, that's a bad hat, Harry, that comes from this movie. Uh, nope. Never heard that before. (laughs) Um, that's some bad hat, Harry. That's some bad hat, Harry. Yep. Nope. I've never heard that one before. All right. Um, yeah. Jaws made me afraid of the toilet when I was a kid because I thought the shark was going to come out of it. (laughs) Fair enough. Oh, is that where that comes from? The 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 shark coming no, out of the toilet. There's, no, there's no shark coming out of the toilet in no, the movie. It's just the movie made me my my little kid brain afraid of anything that had to do with water. No, the movie the movie Deep Rising, which was a, a late '90s movie, um, that has a deep sea creature coming out of a toilet and killing someone. See, Deep Rising, we could describe that movie badly by just reading the actual DVD cover. We could. <laughs> but, but, and, and it's a really bad movie, but if you look at it slightly differently, it's a really good H.P. Lovecraft movie. Yeah, Deep Rising is actually a very entertaining movie. I enjoyed that. It movie. is. I saw it in the yeah. theater. I didn't see it in the theaters. I, I ended up seeing it on a video, but um, yeah, it's it's totally a Cthulhu movie, and it's great. And uh, it's the mm. director who did the Brendan Fraser the Mummy, and half the not half the cast, but Benny's Benny from the movies uh, for the Mummy is in it too. So. So yeah, that's Jaws. Our, yeah, um, I don't know. I, yeah. I think that's Te- teenagers movie. drink and get eaten. <laughs> yeah, teenagers drink and get eaten. That's that's our um, our bad description of a movie described badly, done badly, done badly. Yes. <laughs> um, all I want all I want to do is actually talk about the movie because I'm totally nerding out about Jaws yeah. itself. <laughs> this, this happens every week, but you think we went on for a really long time, but we talked for five minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I I know that when you're watching the movie, um, you've got the the stunt woman you all it's it's chrissy right the character in the very beginning so you, you have to have a victim at the beginning of the movie who gets killed so you know that there's peril upcoming right so you've got the teenagers drinking at night she runs out and goes swimming in the water and the shark grabs her and starts dragging around in the water well if you want to actually show this without trying to shoot underwater you know she has to be on the surface being moved back and forth when they did it to make the movie she's in a harness and they have uh, uh, ropes tied up to a couple of buoys or other piers off camera and you've got the crew just pulling her back and forth so she goes zooming through the water Wait, uh, what? And, and, no seriously because the idea is the shark has a hold of her legs and it's swimming back and forth you know attacking her right so she's she's just moving back and forth through the water with this wake of water going around between her and it's just her upper body is exposed or, or I guess the premise of her head and shoulders exposed moving back and forth violently in the moonlit water at one point you were listening she's she's screaming and doing the acting thing because like oh I'm being attacked by a shark but uh, she starts crying and saying it hurts it hurts it hurts well the harness broke one of her ribs oh, and of course shit. they had no idea <laughs> 
Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> she like got legit fucked up. She she got like legit fucked up, but they, you know, they, they got to use it anyway. So, you know, I, I, I assume it requires her permission to be able to use it if she got hurt in the take and they got to use I, it anyway. Yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, that was one of those things because because you watch it and it starts to go haul because just that comet being out out of out of the oh I'm being attacked by a shark which I'm really playing it up she's actually doing a fine job but you know you you go from the acting of I'm being attacked to oh my god it actually hurts and it's just oh, yeah damn. <laughs> yeah I, I have to say neat. it's the scariest scene in the entire movie yeah, pretty much yeah. Yeah, and it's right at the beginning. It's, yeah, it is the very first shot, and and I'm sure you've seen adverts of of the movie where you've got the sheriff, a guy smoking a cigarette, and he's throwing bloody chunks of fish over the over the boat, and the shark comes up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I water. think I've seen that one. Yeah, uh, in the first test screenings, um, that was one of the first times you really saw the shark, and the entire audience had this huge jump and a great reaction, and uh, Spielberg liked it. But that happens so late in the movie because at that point you're off the island, you're on the boat, three men are out fishing. So so earlier, there's a underwater scene with um, a scientist who's trying to figure out what which the shark is, and they find a boat in the water from one of the islanders, and um, he goes under, is investigating the boat, and he pulls the tooth out of the hole uh, that the shark bit in the side of the boat, and when he pulls out the tooth, it shakes the boat, and the, the boat owner's disembodied head rolls out of the hole. And um, they, that was in the movie to begin with, but it didn't get a good reaction. So they reshot it in the in the producer swimming pool at night to, uh-huh. to get a better view of it. And when they played it again, that got the huge crowd reaction. And then at that point, everyone was on guard. And so later on, the shark didn't get the reaction that it did the first time. <laughs> but, you know, it happened earlier. So that was good. Hopefully that well, makes sense. <laughs> we're going to have to have yeah, you back sense. for a movies episode. Is okay. that cool with you, Odin? That's totally cool with me. Yeah, I think we, you know, we've we've done we've done Odin makes the last two times. We'll do a little bit more Odin makes at the end, but next time we'll do a movies episode. The entire episode will be movies described badly to Anthony because he hasn't seen a lot of movies. Okay, we'll bring up movies and he'll be like, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Star Wars? Family struggle, outer space. People dressed in, dressed in white, but they're the bad guys. I've seen Star Wars. Oh, okay. I've seen all the Star Wars. Yeah, all, the, all right. Jeez. <laughs> there, I know a guy who hasn't seen Star Wars, though. <laughs> so, I, know, I know a guy who hasn't seen Star Wars, any of them. That was weird. Yeah, as, as, as time has progressed, I've met more and more people that haven't seen all Star Wars. All right. I'm going to bring Me. this back to our structure now. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> this is usually where we talk about what we're going to be doing in the coming week. Um, this episode is airing right after Halloween. Um, right. So spoopy. All oh, right. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll word this in the past in the past tense. What did we do for Halloween this Halloween? So Odin, what yes. did you do for Halloween yesterday? What I did for Halloween, and I actually did it for a party as well on Saturday, is uh, I painted myself red, and I put on the right hand of doom, and I went as overweight <laughs> Hellboy. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's awesome. Did you get Did you get grease paint or just red cream makeup? I got red cream makeup. I got cheap red cream makeup because I had a friend who uh, used to work uh, the Renaissance Fair, and he actually was a, was a troll, and he would paint himself pretty much black. Uh, and then put on his costume and then roll around all day in the dirt and be this troll with these big troll tusks that he made out of friendly plastic. He let me know that um, the cheap cream makeup, and if you rub it on like um, block, and, and so you rub it on until it's dry, then it doesn't rub off on your clothes, even now though I'm he's thinking, wearing it all day. Now I'm just thinking, apply directly to forehead. Apply directly to forehead. Apply well, directly to forehead. Not, not entirely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like now I just have that commercial stuck in my head. <laughs> 
And um, I'm not going to talk about head on. I want to talk about head on, <laughs> but I'm gonna not going to tangent right off. Here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stop uh, this tangent right now. Right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, Anthony, what did you do for Halloween yesterday? Um, I'm pretty sure I worked. <laughs> well, I'm totally I totally work wearing red, too, because <laughs> well, I work at a Jewish preschool. So Halloween is not one of those holidays that we that we celebrate or do anything about. But I'm pretty sure like me and my girlfriend, and my son went trick or treating. I'm, I'm like, I'm guessing because, you know, I'm trying to look into the future. So, you know. I mean, something could happen between now and you then. Don't, you don't have I a costume get, planned. No, we have a costume idea planned. Finally, um, we want to do a lion, a tiger, and a bear. Oh my! We, we really wish we had a friend who could ca- who could dress up as George Takei because that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic! That would be fantastic. I, I wonder, has anybody done that? Not that I've seen. Oh, that would be great! Oh man, I wish I had that idea. I um, I I have my Frankenstein costume. And are you uh, Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster? Okay, so Frankenstein. So I'm reading the package. So yesterday on Halloween, (laughs) (laughs) I dressed up as um, Herman from the Munsters. Oh, and it's basically me. It was base. It was basically me um, wearing a generic Frankenstein costume and doing the voice. Okay. Um, I hadn't gotten the voice done yet on Saturday, so I could. I can't. I. I could. Uh, okay, I'm going to stop the time travel thing. <laughs> Acting, not I, I don't have the voice. I don't have the voice done yet. I probably I only have to watch videos for a couple of hours to get something. Um, so when watch, uh, you know, uh, the big Vinny here. <laughs> well, I can I can do him in Pet Cemetery, but he does a different voice in, in the Munsters. He does. Um, so I got. I, I actually bought the cream makeup and the grease paint. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but then after talking to Odin, I might be just using the cream makeup. I, I have to run out today and buy some spirit gum and some blood because I need spirit gum for the bolts. Right. And and but he's still got the big forehead, doesn't he? Um. Yeah, I have, yeah. I have that. I have a latex head cap. Okay. okay so you're doing Frankenstein's monster. Got it. It's, yes, it's yeah, but it's by saying Frankenstein costume, it covers it all. We've argued about this before, Anthony. <laughs> so, I could say Frankenstein, and it works. You can research it online all you want, or you can argue about it and be a douche. <laughs> so I'm like, gonna go with being a douche. It's fun. Here, <laughs> Anthony, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, are, are you going to be doing yourself uh, makeup wise um, as the character was done before they actually did shooting? Or are you actually going to do it in black and white? I'm going to do it with the um, well, I'm going to do um, a black blazer with a black shirt unless I can find a brown blazer and a black shirt. OK, but yeah. that the actual makeup, you're going to be like flesh tone or green or are you going to be, be I'm okay. going to be green. And it's not going to be perfect because it's just a generic Frankenstein headpiece. I mean, it has the. It has the scarring with the staples, which the Herman didn't have, but nobody's right. care. No. As long as I do the voice and. Yeah. And, and you're the happy monster, happy Herman. Yeah. And um, um, no one gets to hear this until after Halloween, which is nice. Right. Uh, I'm shaving off my goatee. <laughs> Good for you. Why on? <laughs> Commitment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've done this costume before and it always comes out really nice. And the best part is I show up on Monday at work with the goatee and then I show up without it with the costume and people won't recognize me. Yes. I'll look transformed. Yes. It, it adds to the effect. Very cool. Uh, the so, cream makeup will work really well. Uh, if are you gonna? Okay, what am I trying to say? Are you planning on putting makeup on your headpiece as well, or yes. are you okay? Uh, 
depending on let's see, it's 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 a purchase uh, makeup, so it's probably vulcanized. But sometimes cream makeup on latex in pictures uh, doesn't reflect light the same as cream makeup on skin, and uh, that's partly why a lot of, a lot of times grease paint is used because it reflects better. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, you know, I have the finisher for the grease paint. Would that would that work just as well? Because I have the powder that you put on it. Right. It it would probably work just as well. Um, cream would be um, would still be easy to use or should be easy to use. Uh, the the tubes can be kind of weird. I, I've when I was doing a lot of uh, the, of the makeup, I was using uh, the Krylon um, cream makeup, which is actually a a hard cake. You add water to it, then paint on. Um, and in order to make that be opaque enough that you couldn't see the, la- the latex underneath it, because in pictures, you could easily see what was latex and what was skin because the light reflected differently. You would actually paint castor oil over it and um, and give it a second to dry and then put the cream makeup over that, which is weird to say. But that would actually really help seal the latex and uh, the cream makeup would have the same light reflective properties or at least a lot closer. But that may be more than you're worried about. <laughs> yeah, I, I it it came out so good the last time I did it that I'm really not worried. I just used cream I, last time, but I bought just, the grease paint this time because I found it. Okay. Yeah. Um, your hands, I would certainly use cream or or you know uh, not not grease on your hands. No, I I wanted to use an additional bit of makeup this time to get a little bit more Herman accurate. Like I was going to lighten my eyelids. Oh, nice. And um, put some eyeliner on. And I have a volunteer to help me with that. Her name oh, is good. Mom. Her name is Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Mom's Mom. Moms are great. Thanks, well, Mom. She has a whole green. She has a whole green palette that I can use too. Oh, nice. And I don't know what the heck she uses it for. I've never seen her wear green makeup. Um, it's a Blending. neutralizer. I think yeah. if you use a tiny bit of green makeup, it helps eliminate redness in the skin. So if you use oh. it real, real sparingly, I believe the viewers be happy to correct me on this, uh, that you can, um, you know, uh, blemishes or, or other uh, really bad redness. You put a little bit of green on it and it helps uh, cancel it out. Now, Odin, you may be wondering, we're going a lot longer than we usually do. Had mostly. Um, oh, OK. Um, <laughs> we're, we, we record our own contact information at the beginning now. Okay. So um, you have all the time you want to do your promotion, um, promote away, say all your stuff. And what are you doing? Where are you going to be? Um, where do people find you? How do people talk to you? Well, I'm I'm uh, still making videos on, on how to make props. Um, what am I doing? Wow. <laughs> well, listeners, here's a sneak peek. Because today, uh, tomorrow uh, on, on podcast time, Thor Ragnarok is coming out. Next week, my video is going to be the Mjolnir, the uh, Thor's hammer. So I'm going to have a bunch of Marvel stuff in a row. So that's the video that I'm probably shooting this weekend. So that's what's coming up. And I'm still going to be in my old uh, studio. I'll be moving into my new studio some point in November. So uh, the first video with the new studio is going to be in December. If you want to get a hold of me, I've got Twitter and uh, Instagram, which is just Odin Abbott. Odin Makes is on uh, Facebook and Odin Makes is on Patreon. Uh, and if you really want to go old school, it's Odin at OdinMakes.com. Uh, dot com. Guys. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> and dot com. And we want to add an added push. Support, support Odin on Patreon because not on, only does Odin have this fantastic Patreon where you can influence his stuff and actually win things he's made. Yes. 
Odin also supports the arts and supports a very important group of artists um, known as Nerd Podcast Radio. So support the people who support us. That's right. Yeah. Support the supporters of the supporting supporters. And thanks for your support. Do you like support? (laughs) Well, we put some support in support to support your support. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Odin Abbott, and I support this statement. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes, I'm not uh, going far enough. I'm trying to (laughs) think of a broad joke, but I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Lift and separate. Um, Yeah, uh, my Patreon page, which I'm not terribly active on as far as social media goes. I don't feel like I post as as much as I should to my Patreon page, but I try to. And I I put up pictures of stuff that I'm doing beforehand. I will put up uh, work in progress pictures when when I give myself time. And yeah, the most important things is I have my patrons. They're able to vote on what prop I'm going to do in the coming month and which I actually have not done for uh, December yet. And um, they get to vote on what prop I'm going to give away because I give away one prop that I've built every month. And there's two different polls. One is out of these five, which one do you do you guys want to see or, or however many uh, do you want to see given away? And then there's the, the raffle draw, drawing and then that person can win that prize. Or if they're in a higher level, they can just pick from the list. So the list serves two purposes. That's and awesome. So, yeah. And this last month, actually, the Samaritan got its new home. I like lists. Lists yeah, are fun. Oh, one of your patrons got the Samaritan? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, one of the patrons got the, the, the scatter went out. Um, Yeah, the the Samaritan's going to be... I actually have a hold of it still because I'm going to use it uh, for part of my Halloween. Uh, but I'll be mailing it off Monday. So it'll still be it's still it's still gonna go. But uh, so you got you got a, you got a few hours for your costume. You could make a big baby in that time, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so then Brian needs to become a patron, and then you know it's just gonna be a series know, of poster do. tubes glued into a sauna tube, stuck with a handle, and uh... <laughs> you know what to do, Odin. You I know what to do. do. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Brian needs just, to win. Brian needs just, to win. You know, for this one week, just you know, let let the wiki ma- win. Maybe fix it. Maybe fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what's, what's, what I'm happy with is, as tempting as it is, I don't fix it. I, I, I what, what happens is what happens. <laughs> I know you. I don't want Odin to fix anything, Anthony. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Anthony. Yeah. Oh my God! Someone else used it. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, my friend Brian. He tells me to shut the fuck up. Mm. What's That's great is I think it was clean, so you can actually sample that and just play it back. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah, so you can just sample that over and over and make a song out of it. New shut, ringtone oh, on his phone. Shut, 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 shut the fuck up, Anthony. Oh, I need to get Fruity Loops. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, how do you not have Fruity Loops? I'm not an audio guy. I just do this. I, you, I, I figured of all people, you'd have Fruity Loops. No, I'm not an audio guy. Just do this. Like, when we started the podcast, it was like... How do I do this? Let's find out. That's ex- I mean, it was starting from scratch. I mean, I'd, I'd edited video before, but never audio. But that's enough of a tangent because we're done. <laughs> we're done. And we're uh, done. Uh, thank you so much for coming, Odin. We had a great conversation with you about everything you have done since the last time you were here. We got to talk about the Infinity Gauntlet, the Samaritan from Hellboy, sawed-off shotgun from Mad Max, tried dimensional chess from Star Trek, said it right the first time that time. Just wanted yes, to point that out. 
Absolutely. The Saiyan Scouter from Dragon Ball Z, the Matrix of Leadership from... Oh, we didn't talk about the Matrix of Leadership. Not, not, mm. not directly, but indirectly. Because yeah, we'll have to time. save that for next time. All right. Um, that we talk about your Patreon, um, your Vikings we'll commercial. Your Patreon. <laughs> we talk about all the Patreons on this all show. And... Uh, yeah. Talk about um, your Patreon so and your and your Patreon. So thank you so much for coming, Odin. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me back. And thank you for being here, Anthony. You're welcome. I always love to be here. You know that. And I love you to be here too, Anthony, but only in a sexual way. Mm, do it in the butt. <laughs> Th- this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. 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 Anthony, say goodbye, Brian. Cut him off. Yeah, I think that's what we do. Okay, goodbye. Oh no, I've been cut off. Oh no.